This is Pat Bodie with a preview of our upcoming interview with Tone Roddy of Mainframe Studios and Designed by the Streets. You're going to hear a lot uh, from Tone in the next uh, episode about community building and the example that he's been able to set for folks in our community. But uh, he got started in part through a program that he called Welcome to the Dope Show, and I think we need to hear just a little bit about that, Tone. Uh, so remember I told you I was... I I was I had this thing where I was running these shows and you know as soon as I got it together I kind of realized I needed to turn this thing into a brand right so welcome to the dope show was kind of Liddy City before Liddy City in my mind it was this place where all these artists meet and perform and it was pretty it started as an open mic in um but Bally Sate in Ames Iowa <laughs> back before they tore everything down um but I would have an open mic and I would just invite the rappers because I'm a producer too. I'm, I know how to make hip hop beats and rock beats and all kind of stuff. So I would just use the fact that I knew all of the back end of the music world to help rappers start. So I, I had a commercial space down in Ames uh, that I turned into a, like a little studio. I would make songs with them and it would just inspire them to keep making songs. And everybody started making more music uh, at the same time. Ames Progressive was going on down there, and I went to that for the first time, and I was like, oh, wow, this is what I like to do for hip-hop. This is kind of what I'm trying to do, where all these people just come, and everybody's good and weird in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so I just had a lot of artists from locally, but I also, being from Chicago, I had Chicago's rap scene started to blow up, and I my mentors kind of come from that camp with Kanye West and stuff like that. So I had Kanye West's best friend come out here. Wow. I had uh, a lot of the new, the new rappers that was coming up in Chicago, and they famous now. And they come, they came to town and, you know, they performed. Um, and then people from started coming from across the country. And then I started, I did a tour from... From Chicago to South by Southwest Music Festival yeah. down in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And then once I did that thing, it was like the record labels would call and say, hey, we got this new guy. They, Because it was the internet artists starting to come and they don't really, the record labels didn't have artist development. Yeah. So I still knew about artist development. So kind of when you come to me, you get all of these things in a way. Um, that's what I like about Mainframe. It's like the ultimate artist development place if you just trying to figure it out type of thing but the labels would call and I would they asked me if I had a show in a certain month because this is when the guy's thing gonna come out and I would lie to him yeah I got one <laughs> <laughs> and I put it together real fast and then I throw another show for because these guys just need to be on stage they never even been on stage but they got a record deal and I'm providing the best stage at the time, you know. Um, and you can still still see some of this on oh, yeah. YouTube. All the footage is still on on YouTube. It's, if you put in Welcome to the Dope Show or put in ThatSuperDope.com, it'll come up on YouTube. It's a lot of shows from a lot of different guys from all over the country. Uh, but they all remarkable. performing in Ames, Iowa, and then some of them, a couple shows I got to do in Viville before they closed down. Wow. And just to tease out the contrast um, for folks, behind me, apparently, is 
an amazing embroidery machine? Yes, yes, yes. So when I started making the clothes, it was for these artists at the Dope Show. And that's how I ended up turning it into a brand. Um, the artists, they just didn't have the money for marketing. So, or they just didn't want to pay for the marketing. So I, what I started to do was I would go buy printing machines so that I could print the T-shirts for them, however many they needed for the show. And I was figuring, you know, they would get 10, 20 shirts or something like that, and we can all start to make money off of this show because I'm getting 300 people. I'm packing out places with this show. and But they wouldn't cooperate with me all the time. Or it wasn't just up to my dream of what I wanted it to be or something. So I, I bought more machines. I started to print the make the T-shirts out of the name of the show instead of, instead of having them pay for the shirt. I'm like, okay, they don't want to make money, then I'll just make the money then. So I print the show name on the T-shirts, and I put them out, and they was terrible prints. <laughs> it was my first. <laughs> I was screen printing in my apartment. I built a four-head screen printing press. You built I, it yourself. I built it myself out yeah. of wood and springs and stuff, and I still got it right now. Um, but once I got to that point, that's when I, I started to make good prints and then I ended up buying more machines and more machines. And and I was, when I had the hot dog stand, people wanted t-shirts from my hot dog stand cause they wanted the hustle. They see me hustling all the time. And they was, um, once I, they decided to tear down campus town and rebuild it, it they told us it was going to be two years. Oh, wow. So I said, okay, I'll go to Des Moines. And once I got here, I started, I changed the name to Design by the Streets because of the incident with my friend. But, Which you'll find out about next time you listen to us. Yeah. So I just kept um, making shirts and just focusing on the shirts. And now I'm, I've got a machine that's uh, only 15 of them have been sold. And the other machines have went to like Ralph Lauren, Nike, Hanes, <laughs> wow. but they don't have them in production. But this machine take white thread and dye it any color as it's coming out of the machine. Oh my so gosh. So it kind of puts us in the forefront of sustainability when it comes to decorating a garment. So this is one of the steps that we need to like bring manufacturing back to the United States. And it takes a different type of digitizing, a whole different little bit of a process. And I'm one of the only guys that's doing it in the country right now. So find out more about art, entrepreneurship, community building, and design by the streets when you join me for an interview with Tone Roddy from Mainframe Studios 317, coming up soon. Thanks, Tone. Yeah.